It's been one year since I started podcasting. Let's talk about it. This is To Dare is Human with your host, Adam Connor. Hey there, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of To Dare is Human. Do you like that little teaser thing at the beginning? First of all, I'm toying with that. You hear it a lot, especially in interview format podcasts, and I figured, I don't know, might start changing the format of some things here. It has been one year, after all, on this show, and wanted to take a little bit of time today, and by the way, this is going to be pretty much completely uncut. Uh, Normally, I do a a lot of editing in the background to get rid of filler words and to get rid of long pauses where I do not know what to say, (laughs) uh, or, or things like that, and I figured to, for this year in review, make it less filtered. I want you to hear it all, um... This episode is going to go over a couple of things, as the title implies. I'm going to be talking about the year as a whole. I'm going to talk about New Year's resolutions, as today is January the 1st for uh, 2018. And then I'm going to do a little bit of a reintroduction. And what I mean by that is I'm just going to refresh. I keep using R words here, but I'm going to refresh what my focus is going to be for this show. Nothing shocking, nothing groundbreaking, but uh, a little a little bit of a, let's say, a shift Not a shift away from anything, but a shift nonetheless. And so for that, there are lots of ups and downs and in-betweens. So I want you to hear all of it. And I even have have a little bit of note taken here that I've done on my phone to make sure I go through everything. But um, yeah, just about this time last year, you know, it's funny, I'm starting to get all these like... uh, emails from like my website registration and my stuff related to the laptop that I bought right around the time I started doing this. And uh, because like the year is going, you know, it's going to expire or it has expired in some cases. And it's really made me think about, uh, you know, what has happened between let's let's just say January 1st, 2017 and now. And that's not really it, because the idea for this started back in like basically October or November of 2016. But but nothing really happened until until January. I didn't release until January. So um, let's just let's just call it a a good old year of, of recording. And um, it's really made me think about just sort of what has been going on that's really great, uh, what's been going on that has really not been great, and I can say with this show, um, sort of as simple and as small as it is, uh, there have been things on both sides. And uh, then finally, um, look forward, uh, and you know, for better or worse. So here's some things that I want to talk about. It's been one year since uh, I've started this, 12 months uh, when I first started the show, when I did the first interview, and that is, uh, it's either episode one or two as numbered, um, which would be the second or third episode that I did. Uh, the uh, the guy that I that I interviewed, his name is Josh. Um, he told me off the mic that uh, you know when he was encouraging me because I really wanted to do this. He was my coach at the gym at the time, and uh, he said I think it'd be really great if you could get if you could get like an episode a week out, like get to fifty two. I think that is a good goal for you because one, it'll be a hefty volume of like, if you're going to plan on doing interviews like this, and then two, it'll just be a habit. It'll be something that you've built up over time. It'll be very hard to get away from. Uh, You'll be very less likely to stop doing it. It's sort of like going to the gym if you think about it, except um, with a completely different activity and really habit building um, is going to keep you in the game for pretty much anything that you do uh, for better or worse. So uh, we went through 52, we blew right past that, and in 20, let's let's just call it 2017, or this year, because there are two ways you can look at it, I did 75, 75 shows, um, 
of, of many different formats. So a lot of them were interviews where I interviewed folks who from all walks of life who jumped into to business or the arts or social activism or char- uh, charity, uh, people who were featured in these crazy prestigious publications. And I ran these interviews all over the world, people down in uh, well, what will be down in Australia, but I've done at least one of those that is yet to be released. <laughs> and then uh, I've done interviews in China. I did an interview in Spain. Um, and, I mean, not me personally. I was sitting in my apartment in Arlington, Virginia at the time. But uh, it's just been wild to connect with people who um, I, I never would have met otherwise. And, and in, in the case of uh, when people came to me when it was unsolicited, in the case when it was solicited, it was like people that I admired from afar and never thought I would ever have access to or a reason to be connected with. So uh, that's, and I'm previewing the ups a little bit. Uh, we're talking about ups and downs, but lots of different formats, lots of different subjects, lots of people. And uh, I've been really grateful to collect those stories and to talk about my uh, experiences with them and to hear their stories of their experiences on the show. And we, at the end of the day, what you hear is uh, the product of the questions that I ask. And of course, what you don't hear is the conversation that I have with these folks a lot of the time um, around around the discussion points that, that you hear. And so whether that's more informal chat, whether that's getting advice at the end, I, I have, it's funny, I even have, I have recordings of like the advice that I ask people. And um, in some cases, the advice is really cool. And uh, it, it centers on a lot of to- different topics, but um, it, it, at the end of the day, it was very interesting to hear what all of these people who have made successful leaps of faith into their passions, basically, uh, what advice they would give me to get there. And I was very frank with them. I said, look, this is something that I've just started to do. Um, podcasting is pretty new to me. Uh, presentation is not, but it's a new path. And I want to see if I can make this good for the long haul and something that could potentially sustain me in the long, long haul. So uh, what could you say? So anyway, lots of different lessons there. And I'm going to go over this first part. Again, this is the year in review section of the of the show in three buckets, let's say. And I'm going to call them things that I loved, things that I loathed, and things that I learned. And so it's pretty obvious what, what I'm going to talk about in all those ups, downs, in-betweens, and lessons uh, that, uh, that I came away with and what I know now going into 18 and what will you know impact how I behave this coming year. I'll preface it with this. I, I came into this show knowing that I had a passion for, I called it presentation from the beginning, and I'm still going to call it that. It's very much uh, based in acting. So I did a lot of acting, a lot of public speaking, a lot of stuff where the audience is right there in front of you. This was a completely, almost completely new medium. In fact, the only reason I even had the equipment and was ready to go was because I thought that at one point in my life, I thought that I was going to try and uh, stream video games. If If you're a gamer or a fan, of video games, uh, there is a massive economy out there for for talent of people who are obviously good at the game, which I'm not really, but people who are good entertainers, which I think that I can be. But I had all this equipment from that when I never eventually did it. Um, I, I had a microphone and a camera, and I was like, well, I can at least do something with this microphone, and I can travel all around uh, for my work, which I do, and still produce something and have an audience, as it were. So to back, you know, to back all of this, I came in as a complete novice. And I didn't really know what to expect. And perhaps I had expectations that I that I that were unrealistic or inaccurate, um, or you know, that were a folly. Like I'm not sure. But coming into this completely green, uh, this is this is what I came out of in terms of what I liked and what I didn't. 
uh, things that I loved, uh, the launch, starting this show, that was a really cool thing because I had people coming up to me and asking me like, what is that thing that I saw on Instagram at the time it was on my personal Instagram page, uh, or they see it on Facebook or they'll see a picture that I post and it'll be like coming soon and be like some cryptic thing. And they'll say, what is that? Like that, you seem like you got something going there. That's really cool. What is that? And so I give me a, a platform to talk about it, basically. Who doesn't love talking about themselves? It's one of the reasons I think I have great interviews, too, is because people love talking about themselves at the end of the day. And I loved that. I loved the attention that came with it. I loved the audience of people interested in what I had to say before I had even put anything out. Uh, I loved getting people, like I said, people that I didn't have access to, to, to come on and, and tell their story. And, and what I mean by that is a couple things. One, people that I like had admired from afar that I had heard about in school that were either classmates of mine that were doing cool things or like people that I followed on social media during college. Um, and then in the years following college between that and starting this show, just like other stories that I had read in the news or uh, people who had been awarded things. So like take the Forbes 30 under 30, for instance, uh, for those of you who've listened to the show for a while, it's no secret that I pull from that list a lot. Uh, to try and, and get people to tell their stories. And it's a, I think it's an incredibly powerful uh, list of people, but also an incredibly important marketing tool at all if you're going to be in media and you're going you're gonna to feature people uh, who are you know young, impressive, have these great stories, and normally it involves starting up something which is inevitably going to involve moving away from something else. And I was really interested in that. And um, I was even interested in getting like, responses from people. So, for instance... The first person that I reached out to about this podcast was Sheryl Sandberg, the COO of Facebook. And the reason for that was because we had met in 2014 when I graduated. Uh, she gave a graduation speech at Harvard's commencement. Uh, I gave one on the same day uh, to the same crowd. And we met each other beforehand and then met each other afterwards and then kept in very light touch. So I told her about this idea of the show and uh, she was definitely interested, uh, but she was uh, not doing things unrelated to her book at the time. She was in the process of uh, starting the press tour for Option B, which I'm currently reading um, again. And I would encourage you, you know, if you haven't picked that up yet to read it. And um, it was even cool just getting a response from her. And that was a no, right? And I was like, I think I should probably set my expectations. It's not even released. There wasn't even hardly a website. There wasn't anything, but it was just an idea. But the fact that I was able to get in touch was pretty great. And it led to some pretty cool opportunities, which I really didn't take advantage of, right? And I, and I will, but I haven't taken advantage of them yet. So that was a really cool thing to get responses and yeses from people to be on the show that I had seen and admired from afar. Um, the early social proof. So I talked a little bit about like, you know, getting people to say like, what is this? Or responding on online on social media. It's like, Hey, this is a cool idea. I can't wait to listen, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it could be in the form of, it's that dopamine rush, right? It's like, what we, what are we doing on social media today? It was like, we are putting out content to get likes and comments and shares, right? If you are really interested in building an audience like that, like that is what, that is the unit of currency. Um, and in some cases people pay real currency to get it, but I, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't of interest to me, but that little dopamine hit, that social proof a review reviews on iTunes. I, I don't actually know if they're really meaningful towards like getting a show ranked. I think it's more about like listened minutes or something, but, um, even that, right? And now I've got, what, 11 or 12 of them over the course of the year, but I had a bunch of them right away. 
and I was like, oh, it gave me five stars. Oh, this is a cool thing. Like, cool show, great concept. Adam's an excellent speaker, whatever it was. Uh, that was excellent. I really loved that. Um, I loved seeing, the obviously, the growth in numbers. Now, it wasn't crazy, all right? You may be surprised that this audience isn't millions of people. It's not, but there was a pretty sharp rise uh, very early on in the show because it was new and because people were listening in and then people knew me. So it was mostly family and friends, but that was really awesome. Uh, investing in myself in that way, either through putting up the the money to put the website live on the internet or to get some hosting for the show feed. And I put some skin in the game. I, I registered a trademark. I went to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office and got the name of the show. I got the rights to the name, like legally. Just because I had this idea that like, and I still sort of have this idea that this whole Tadera's human thing is a movement. It's a, it's very much, well, go back to listen to episode 74. I mean, this is episode 75, episode 74, like that's the guy I want to be, right? If we're talking solely about this idea and this podcast. So that was Mike Lewis. He's the CEO of When to Jump. And it's basically, it's the same concept that I came up with five years later. And like, he's just, I mean, I don't want to even compare Mine is elementary compared to this. He's like PhD level if we're talking, right? And he has just blown this up into like a huge movement. And he's got these, he's talking at conferences and he's got this massive book deal and he just dropped a podcast and the first guest on that podcast was Sheryl Sandberg. So I had that in the back of my head. I was like, well, at least I'm doing something right. And uh, I kind of forget where I was going with this, but I was talking about growth in numbers, wasn't I? I think I was talking about growth in numbers, uh, investing in myself. Oh yeah, I went to the trademark office to get it patented. And like, that's a couple hundred bucks. Like I, I was, I, but it felt good. Like I didn't feel like I was wasting. I thought I was investing in my time and investing in my growth, which, which felt good because it felt better than, for example, throwing money at a stock or something like that. Um, and then finally, I just, I'm reading through these notes here, having something outside of work to talk about, even though this is basically a second sales job, right? So I, uh, I work in sales. I, I, people, if you listen to this show, if you know me personally, you know that, but I love having something to talk about that is not work because I get really involved in my work that just so happens that the the thing that I sell takes a long time to sell. It's roughly a 12 to 18 month sales process, if not longer. And so you get really caught up in that the day to day. Uh, it is a small-ish team and you really need that in order to keep going because it can be a long and arduous process to get things done. And so when I started this, uh, I guess like as a hobby, um, it allowed me to just to, to cut loose a little bit and to break away from the nine to five. I, I, I've mentioned that in, in more recent episodes uh, to get back into this passion. But, you know, breaking away and being able to talk about something, even though, yeah, I'd come home, I'd like send all my emails and make my phone calls in the morning to like business executives. And then I'd come home and I would write emails or I would do these uh, custom podcast minisodes, uh, which I still do to, uh, to, to potential guests. And, um, it's like a second sales job. It really is because it's just outreach. I'm doing it all day, every day. And so you're getting some yeses, which is great. And you're getting a hell of a lot more no's, which, uh, I I think it's helped me to build a thicker skin. I won't say that I love it getting told no, I don't think anybody does, but, um, it, it becomes a lot easier to deal with, I think over time. And it, it extends beyond business. It extends into all walks of life. So those are things that I love. Now, let me turn it a little bit because the next section is things that I loathe. In retrospect, that seems a little aggressive, but here are things that I like really didn't like. All right, and I'll be honest with a lot of these things. Here, here are some of the downs that come with a first year of a, of a podcast, one that I'm giving it a real earnest you know, college try. 
The Quick Plateau. Uh, this show grew like really, really well in the first, and by really, really well, I mean like it got like up to like a hundred. What would I can see as potential subscribers to the RSS feed, and I thought that was awesome. And I was getting comments and listens and stuff, and I had people sharing the episodes. That became an important thing, but also became really frustrating later for reasons I'll outline in a minute. Um, very quickly, about two months in, that started to flatten out, and I didn't see any growth beyond the first eight weeks. And I know that there's like a new and noteworthy thing on I. I wasn't part of that, but for the first eight weeks of a show, like that's when you're up for it, and that's when you could be featured more. And I think after that, it just sort of tailed off, and that got really frustrating because I was putting a lot of time. I was like taking my lunch breaks basically to go home and either do outreach to get more interviewees or like running interviews or recording episodes or editing or something. It was crazy. Now, luckily, I live within walking distance of work, so I was able to run back and forth and not lose any time. But um, I got really frustrated when that plateaued because I was like, I'm, I know I'm doing something good. I got a good message. I'm charismatic enough. Like, what, what's, what's going on here? So that was something I really didn't like. Um, I mentioned the rejection of the guests. I don't want to say wholesale that the rejection is something that I loathe because I don't really hate it. I get it. I think that you can adjust your expectations to be like, oh, okay, if I'm reaching out to somebody who's got like millions of fans or whatever, it's likely that they have a very busy plate. It's likely that they schedule things months in advance. It's likely that they don't even read the email address that I'm sending this to um, and that they, you know, have admins or people who just screen and are, are meant to reject almost everybody. But sometimes I get rejections that were like, uh, that weren't even yeses or nos. It would be like, how many followers do you have? And that would like be the response. I'd say, what the hell does it matter? Like how many, I mean, I'd, you know, and the, my response to that is still is today. It's like, because oftentimes it's less than the person. I say, well, uh, less followers than you, but uh, I have a group of people who specifically like stories like the ones that you have. And assuming that this goes well and you share it out, like it will be all of the people that you already have in your audience to the same number, plus my audience, which is a very specialized group of people who like to listen to stories uh, uh, like like yours. And then after that, it would be like, oh, great, no. And I'd say, well, maybe I wasn't meant to have that interview, but at the same time, it's like, that's just so cheap. That's like, that's, I don't understand. I get it, but it doesn't have to be that cold, Right. As somebody who was brand new in it, I was still relatively rosy-cheeked about the whole thing. That was just like a slap in the face. And it still is to today. Like, just, I, it's not very respectful, I don't think. Like, I wouldn't, I don't think I would do that. I don't think, I, I definitely wouldn't do that to somebody who's brand new. I, like, explain if there was something. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. Like, like you know, like I said, things that I didn't like. Um, the recognition without reaction. This is an interesting one because I said before that a lot of people were really interested in the idea of a podcast. They really liked it. They said, wow, this is a cool thing. I'm going to give it a listen and let you know. Yeah, I'll do the review on the iTunes. Whatever is going to help you grow, man. Whatever's going to help you do. And I was like, great. That's awesome. And then a couple weeks in, they're like, hey, how's the podcast thing going, man? I'd be like, oh, it's pretty good. I got a you know a couple episodes out. I'm really excited. I got a lots of good runway for the next like seven to eight weeks because there was a period of time where I was like two months ahead of schedule and um that was really things were really clicking it was great I'm like oh that's awesome I got gotta gotta tune in at some point I'm like yeah you yeah you do <laughs> and then like months down there how's it showing going oh yeah it's good I you know I'm up to 40 episodes and it's really oh it's great I was like hey did you I actually did a really cool one recently I think you'd like did you see this one and it would be like I don't know it's an interview and they'd say, oh, no, actually, I, I haven't really listened to, to much, like, in the pod. I have to do that more, I think. I need to just sit down and do it. 
And what I'm trying to get at here is like, I had so many folks who knew that I did the show who didn't listen. And that included people who were close to me. It included people that I was just friends with, like at work. Um, but it was a weird, it was a weird difference between like what people will tell you to your face and like what they actually do. So, I, you know, obviously somebody tells you that it doesn't mean that they actually listen. Um, and it also doesn't mean that they plan to. It doesn't mean that they care. And that was a weird thing to get behind. And, you know, you sort of learn that nobody cares about you as much as you do. And, um, it, you know, as it extends to a podcast, it really is, I think, you know, you try your best to like give a good message and put out good content and mark it out to people who you think will like it. And at the end of the day, people are going to do what they're going to do. And um, it was hard to hear that. So, for example, here's another thing. I got promoted at work this year. So that was really great. That was a good thing. It was back in February, uh, no, March or whatever. We had a dinner and uh, you do little roasts at the dinner, you know, you know, you jab the person who's getting promoted because like, ah, and then, you know, you do the whole congrats. No, really, you're great. But uh, one of the things in it and I knew it was coming was like, so, Adam, you have this podcast uh, and he named it off and goes, um, people, how many people know that this, this guy has a podcast and like almost every hand in the room went up and I was like, oh, wow, because there was like 100, 150 people in the room. And they all raised their hands. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Look at this. This is sick. And it was like, oh, good boost. And then the person given like the roast said, uh, can you keep your hand raised if you've actually ever listened to or engaged at all with this material? And uh, I think it was all the hands but three went down. And I was like, shit. I was like, it was funny. I was like, I, you know, obviously I'm going to play it off. But in my mind, I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, I couldn't even get the people that I interviewed to like share the episodes a lot of time. And I, I thought, is that because of my episodes bad? Is it because they didn't like the interview? Like, what is it about? Um, so anyway, uh, let's see. There were also, and there were other things. Like there was a feeling that I was spinning my wheels and just wasting my time. And that, that happened in the middle of the summer. That's when I did that hiatus that I disguised as a season transition where I, uh, I just stopped doing episodes because I just didn't. I just, and this is the next thing on the thing. It was the apathy towards the show. I just didn't care. I just didn't. I was like, this isn't going anywhere. This growth is not happening. Uh, and I just, I, this is worthless. And by extension, I am. And, uh, and that, by the way, uh, that's it. I've realized that's not, that is, you actually shouldn't think about it like that. Um, but, but I did. And, uh, that was tough, but at the same time, it was something that made me really angry and something that I didn't like. And I figured I'll just talk about it and be completely honest. Um, here, here's another thing, and I'll say this is the last one of the things I, I want to get to things that I learned, because this isn't going to be like moan and drone, and I've been, I've been on this for like probably four or five minutes. Uh, there was a great deal of, of envy, of jealousy that came with seeing other people succeed and blow up. And I'd been through this before in the sales world. I'd been through this before with colleagues where I'd see another, like, where I'm trying my best to do my job because, you know, sales at the end of the day, it really is like sort of an individual sport within a team, um, sort of like golf or NASCAR or something like that. But anyway, I, uh, I, so I saw other people, like, for example, I did show, I did mini sods early on and I got interaction with people like, and by the way, I'm going to preface this. These are awesome shows. You got to check these out and just go to listen to these people's stories because these, these things are freaking great. Okay. I had a mini-sode early on with a guy named Josh Muccio. He was the host of a show called The Pitch. Uh, the Pitch was like Shark Tank on the radio. All right, best way to put it. That's how he puts it in layman's terms. And uh, it's an incredible show. And it got picked up mid-year by 
uh, Gimlet. I think he like they acquired all rights to the show, and uh, they got some amazing guests on to like be the be the sharks, as it were. I mean, the, yeah, I can't. I don't know if I can even say that, but like, because um, I don't know if sharks is a copyrighted term. Anyway, the people that give the money and um, got a lot of coverage and a lot of marketing. And it was just like, this guy just absolutely exploded. And I was like, wow, first of all, I'm lucky I got this guy before he got picked up because like, I don't know if I would have been able to get this interview, but then also like, damn. And I will say this, he had a lot of time in his show before I started. So like, it was kind of unfair of me to like have that judgment. And I love what he's been able to do. And, uh, I think that it's incredibly, incredibly deserved. And, uh, and he, and he, I hope he continues to, to just grow that thing because it is a really great concept. But, uh, that was something I was like, damn, why can't I do that? And it turned to cynicism. It was like, I'm not going to be able to do that. I can't do that. I don't have the connections to do that. I'm not going to get picked up by a show. Like I'm not going to get picked up by Gimlet for something like this. Anyway, then, uh, something that actually was a relatively new show around the time that I started mine was a, a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. And I was really interested in it because I was like, wow, that sounds kind of similar to what I'm talking about. People, you know, jumping into what they love and maybe jumping away from something else. And this woman, Kathy Heller, who is a songwriter and performer out in out in uh, Los Angeles, started this show and with, with a couple of folks who like were producers and all that. And she just like kicked off like bang right out of the gate. She had like some excellent interviews and some excellent content that was based on her experience and like her wanting to teach you how to, how to, you know, go out and be a whatever, a songwriter, a podcaster, a baker. She like lists all these things off at the beginning of her show. At least she used to. And that show gained ridiculous notoriety. She crossed a million downloads this year. I'm pretty sure she was listed as like the number one show on like the iTunes list for like, you know, start off with the new you in 2018, like listed over top of like Oprah's show. Um, crazy. And I, you know, I never, I've went back with her a couple times back and forth trying to set something up. I hope to have her in the new year, uh, on the show. But that was another thing where I was like, damn, I cannot, I just, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So, and over time that just boiled over into like, this is crap. Like I, I am crap. Like I can't, I can't do this. People aren't going to listen to me. I just don't have whatever the secret sauce is. So those were the downs that came with it. And I, I don't want to pretend that like people, you, you know, you see on whatever YouTube, television, the radio podcasting. I mean, all the time, people, oh, things are great. I feel I'm just so grateful. for it. And like, I get it, right? I'm grateful too for like some good things. I'm like, I'm not grateful for like all the experiences. I don't love getting told no and plateauing and being, you know, looking worse than other people and, uh, not, not performing as well. And, you know, thinking I have everything in like in order to succeed and just, I don't. And like, I hate, I don't like that feeling. I don't think any performer or artist or producer likes that. And I also don't think that like, you're going to get people to talk about that, that plainly. And, um, I don't know, maybe someday I'll be, I'll have the luxury of being in a position where I shouldn't because it'll like affect my image or whatever. All right, let's talk about uh, uh, lessons real quick. And then I want to get to the other two parts of this. And by the way, I know I'm 20, what, eight minutes in, roughly 27, but uh, this is not going to be like a 50-minute show. I'm going to get through this pretty quick uh, after this. I know you've, you've stuck in for a while, and I appreciate it. Things I've learned. Uh, I've learned that success comes slowly and deliberately um, because I have had you know, experiences this year where I have either seen people rocket to the top or I've thought that I've deserved to rocket to the top and I haven't, but I've seen slow and steady growth. And by slow and steady growth, I mean, let's be real. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like 100 or 200, 
subscribers. And that's not even a real thing in podcast terms, but like, let's go in terms of, of, of listens. You know, I'm up to like, I have less than 10,000 listens total. And uh, it, it, that number has grown over time. The, the sort of the, the curve upward has grown um, when I've been uploading and producing, but uh, it's slow. And it's deliberate in that I don't see it going down. Uh, I don't for, I don't foresee it going down, but um, I just have to keep that in mind to ground myself. Um, also, things I'm learning are like my presentation skills. Also, I'm learning how to build them every single day, but I'm also learning that they're not omnipresent. I think I'm good in person. I think I'm great on a stage. I think I'm great on film. Behind a mic, generally, I'm good, but I think that I have a lot to learn when it comes to this. I don't think that these presentation skills translate that well to audio. And the only reason I come to conclude that is just from looking at numbers and looking at uh, ability to get people to listen and keep people engaged and keep people talking. And I'm thinking that without taking a class or with, you know, I could listen to hours and hours and hours of other people and just sort of like try to osmote it, like sort of the playing, learning how to play an instrument by ear. But like, as I, as it translates to this, it's something that I'm going to have to work on a lot. And it's something that I've learned to date that it's just, I got a lot of charisma. I know that I do, but it may be that podcasting is just not the best avenue for, I'm not sure, but it's something that I've learned. Uh, I've learned that when facing rejection, Occam's Razor is a great mentality. Uh, for those unfamiliar, Occam's Razor is is more or less the, the most uh, reasonable thing to explain um, an event. Uh, that That is likely the, the explanation. So, uh, for, for example, um, I said it before, some big name with millions of followers or whatever, uh, you know, or their assistant or whatever rejects me for an interview. Why is that? Well, is it because they're sitting behind a chair rubbing their palms together thinking, how oh, I'll screw this independent artist or crit? No, it's probably because they're like overseas or like they are booked out for the next three months or they uh, or their interests and like image uh, just don't align with what I'm trying to, to do. And that's the other thing is like, I think that there are plenty of great stories out there and p- people who whose stories would really shine on this show. But I know that people have their images and they have their sort of personas and their aesthetics that they don't want to stray from. And uh, if that means that they don't want to tell a story in this kind of way, then fine. But um, it's a much better explanation than to have some somebody saying, oh, yeah, it's just some malevolent spirit out there trying to keep me down. Um but as it deals with rejection there or, or in rejection in any part of life, I, I like to think about Occam's Razor as, as more of the explanation than like, oh, it's because you are personally not worth it. I've learned that you need to be a little lucky sometimes. So I think that I have worked really hard to get some of the guests that I have gotten, um, either through these sort of custom outreaches that I do and these materials that I produce for people to um, sort of show them the time that I've put in, but also... I mean, being, being timely, I mean, like I, uh, you know, when seeing that, for example, seeing that don't keep your day job show and reaching out and like, I knew that show was going to be big. I could just hear it. I was like, this is people going to love this idea. So I reached out immediately to that person. I reached out immediately to the pitch guy. I, and I was like, I, I, I need to have this story. I need to like promote your show. And it was because one, I wanted to promote the show. It was a good show, but also like, I also knew that there was going to be a time at which I wasn't going to be able to get that person if I didn't grow like them. And then there were other things where like I tweet, like a Twitter, I hardly use, I have a Twitter for this show. It's at Tadera's Human, go follow, shameless plug. I, I barely use Twitter, man. I like, I don't use it. 
I tweet out every day when a new episode comes out or whenever a new episode comes out. And that's kind of it. Uh, and I'll sometimes tag the person if I'm featuring them. And if I interviewed them, great. If I didn't, I like tag them in the hopes that they'll see it. And like that happened earlier this uh, winter when uh, I did I did a mini-sode, part of the 25 Dare of the Christmas, which I stopped because I just, it was like the middle of the year. I just got complacent with the show and I didn't, I just didn't care. I didn't think anybody was listening to it. And the truth is that really most people I talked to, nobody was. I hated that. It was another thing I hated. Uh, but Ozzy Man Reviews is this big YouTuber and big Facebook uh, personality as well. He's got like, I mean, when I'm saying millions, I mean like, I counted it up across all the platforms. It was something like seven or eight or nine million. And, and hit me up on Twitter and was like, oh, I think this, this, this thing is, this episode is great. I would like love to, and I was like, damn, I talk about a dopamine rush. I was like, holy shit, I get like, you know, 10 likes for something. I'm like on cloud nine. But then this guy hit me up and I was like, oh my God, I've been, I've been watching this guy for like a year, year and a half, two years. I love this guy. And he's like reaching out to me. I like, couldn't believe it. So I learned that you had to be a little lucky sometimes, uh, sort of right place, uh, right situation. Um, and things will break your way. All you need to do is be prepared for it. And then, um, and then finally, the last one of the last things I've learned here is that I've been using a podcast as perhaps an intensive proxy for my passion. And I've talked about that a little bit. I don't think my presentation skills are omnipresent. I don't know if audio is the best way to go, but that is something that I've considered as well. And I think something that I've learned. And as it goes from now until the end of 2018, I think it will lightly impact what I do with this show. But so those are the things that I've learned. And so as a year in review... It, it was a it was a good year. I think it was a good first year for this show. I think it has room to be a hell of a lot better and a hell of a lot bigger, but good. That's what I'll say. Let me move on quickly because I'm now 34 minutes into this thing and I want to try to keep this to 45 or 50 uh, total. It's going to be probably the longest episode I've ever put out, but um, there's a lot of things to cover here. So let's talk about New Year's resolutions, everybody. It is January the 1st. We need to uh, all be uh, going to the gym five days a week and uh, dropping 100 pounds. And, uh, oh, yeah, we need to get that raise at work. And uh, we need to uh, not care what other people think. And we need to read 100 books and uh, and be perfect, right? And then, uh, you know, and then on Thursday, we'll all be back at the bar. New Year's resolutions is something that I have never kept. I've never kept it. I've never had a system of record to document it. I've never had a consequence for not keeping it. It is one of the easiest things to drop. And um, I have a bunch of New Year's resolutions. I'm going to read over a couple of them. But the reason why I'm going to read them on here is because I want to use this podcast in part as like a documentation of that. And I what I'm thinking it's going to be is like a roughly at least one episode or post or something a week, whether it's on the website or audio, is going to be around like my resolution uh, uh, progress. It's a lofty goal. If I don't, hit it and if I don't do it well then I'm just another statistic but I really do think that it will be an interesting way to take the show and I'm not going to get rid of interviews or anything like that I, I do like that part but um, the whole idea of to dare as human is that you're breaking out of your comfort zone you're trying something new you're jumping into a passion you're taking a leap of faith but it could also be a sidestep not necessarily a leap so for me that could be layering in a passion that I have and also just trying to be better as a person daring to be better as it were and um, so I have a number of I have a number of resolutions here that I want to state and that I want to try to stick to. And I'll provide pretty regular updates through the year um, with actual benchmarks. And I have ways of I have ways of doing that actually. Um, so if you've ever listened to Ty Lopez 
lot of people know him as that guy on YouTube with the here in my garage thing. He's got like the Lamborghini and all the books, right? Well, he's actually a lot more than that. He's like, I think he's marketing genius. Um, I think he really, really knows his stuff there. And a lot of people think he's a scam. I just, he's not. I mean, simply not. I mean, why? He's just not. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people don't like that, but a lot of people don't like his methods. He has um, done some pretty amazing things. He's got a cool podcast too. It's the Ty Lopez show. At least it's, this is what it was. He might have changed the name of it. But um, anyway, he's got a book club. Anyway, he has defined uh, the good life, all right? Health, wealth, love, and happiness. He talks about it in that first viral video, and he talks about it a lot uh, broadly. And um, so I have four I have four buckets of health, wealth, love, have of the good life to see what I can get done in 2018 to get, get towards that or get towards a better me. Now, these are things that I can do uh, right now, there's things that I can layer in above and beyond what I currently do day to day. I don't think it's going to be a big investment of time, uh, but it will be an investment of uh, of, of willpower and of um, and of persistence, which is one of the three P's that I like to talk about. So let's talk about this. And, and some of these aren't going to. Some of these will be stereotypical. All right. So hear me out. Everybody's got some stereotypical, but I, not a lot of people keep up with them. So it becomes much less stereotypical if you actually keep up with it and do it. Let's start with health. Uh, there are some basic ones here, uh, mental and physical uh, health. I'd like to drop some weight. I think everybody, I'm going to start with that. Everybody likes to drop a little bit of weight, right? I mean, how could you have New Year's resolutions without talking about dropping a little bit of weight? I'd like to drop a quarter. I'd drop 25 pounds. I think I can do it. In fact, I think I could probably do more. And um, because when I think about where I was at the end of high school and where I am now, it's a little bit different. All right. College hits you. First couple of years in your twenties hits you. All right, I'm still 25. Right, so I'm young. I'm 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 resilient. I can drop it. I know I can. And I just look a little bit. I'm not like oh my god. I'm not like walking down the hall with somebody like playing the tuba behind me. Right, like do 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 do. I'm not like that. Right, but I I could be a little bit slimmer. I think everybody. I think a girlfriend would like it. I think that people at work would would see me a little bit differently if I came in and I was like you know my clothes fit a little bit better. I think uh, you know just presentation wise. In terms of outward, external, aesthetic, I think I owe it to myself to do, and I've tried it. And I man, I oh man, I'm like a sine wave in mathematics. I'm just like up and down, up and down, and just wavering around this average number, this like zero line, which is actually much above like what I'd like. So I'd like to get down 25. Now, if I think about that over the course of the year, it's like what half a pound a week. It's not going to be a linear thing, but I think like you know across the noise, I can get down. So the way I have that. Uh, I have a scale, obviously, everybody has a scale, but I have this, I have, so I have a Fitbit on my wrist, and I have a Fitbit scale on the floor, and I think it's going to be really great, and we we'll be able to track body fat, and like, you know, how heart rate is it, and it's not, whatever, it's not like perfect science or medicine or anything like that, but it's like, it's a, it's a, I can, I can graphicize it out, I'm going to make that a word now, I'm going to put it in a graph, and I'm going to show you, I don't know if I'll show you, but I'll at least talk about the progress, and I won't lie, no, God, that would be sad if I had to like lie over a podcast to like all, whatever, 10 people that are listening to this right now, uh, about life in that way. I mean, I think it's a little ridiculous. So I'll be honest about that. So drop 25 pounds. I like to take 150 trips to the gym. Now that seems like a lot, but really that's like one less than one than what is it? What am I trying to say? Less than one every two days, one in every two plus a little bit of days. And I, that's think about it more. It's like, I take three trips to the gym per week. That's not, that's not that bad. That's really not that bad. I subscribe to a gym. I'm starting actually one one. I didn't do it today, but one two tomorrow is gonna be my first one for this. 
And uh, I can book that too. I, and I know I can because uh, by book, I mean document it because I get email reports every day from like how I did at the gym that day. So, uh, cause it's like one of those fancy gyms with like classes and all that. So, uh, I think that'll be pretty easy. And all I got to do is get up to 150 and maybe I'll do a little reward for myself. Like at the end of the 150, I'll get, I like buy myself something nice or something. I, I don't know. I, you can get a little dopamine rush that way too. Or adrenaline. Am I saying that right? Is it even the right drug? Whatever. Number three, is it just to find a healthy routine? I don't really have something set for this. I just bought a bunch of vitamins. So I'd like to like start a daily vitamin regimen. Uh, I have, I've had protein shakes that I drink like after workout or something. And like sometimes if I need like a shake in the afternoon as a snack, as opposed to like, you know, knocking down like half a sandwich or something like that. Uh, I'd like to do that. I think that would be nice. Uh, but just to find something that I can stick to in a routine. So I'll try a bunch of stuff and see what sticks. I don't have a solid goal there. And then finally, in terms of health, just to meditate. There are so many great ways to just sit back and relax and be present in a moment. There are things that you can pull up on your phone. There's like music you can listen to. There are guided meditations. So I'm going to try that. I don't have like a how many per week. I think you could probably do it for a couple minutes every day. And in fact, I did that for a little bit in the middle of last year, but I'd like to try that too. So when I do these updates, and I'm going to use this show, well, I'm, I'm, I'm teasing out what I was going to talk about in a second, but um, I'm going to use this show partly to give updates on these resolutions and Part of that will be how many times did I meditate. It'd be like the Bridget Jones diary, which is like how many cigarettes and units of alcohol did you smoke, except it won't be that. I'm getting off track here. Let's talk about wealth. Um, I don't like talking about numbers, so I'm not going to, but I will talk about things in terms of percentages. Uh, I work in sales, which means a lot of my uh, compensation is commission-based. I make a sale, I make a check. That's kind of it. Um, and I've, uh, the job has been good. I'd like, I'd always like to be growing. And so I'm going to say that in 2018, in terms of a benchmark over 2017, I'd like to increase my paycheck by 10%. I think that's a good solid number. I think it's doable. Um, I think it, I think it, uh, <laughs> I think it without a crazy like act of God coming down and dropping some big fat paycheck in my pocket in the form of a commission check. I think it is just doable based on like the effort that I can put in and the amount of things that I've learned and the value that I can contribute over time. Uh, so I'd like to go 10% over. And then the, another one, which is weird, it's not really weird, but I don't really know how to put it yet, is I would like a very, very small percentage of my 2018 income to come from uh, something on the side, like a creative endeavor, a side hustle, whatever. It, it could be like a Patreon. It could be something related to this. It could be, you know, I, I did some, I, I, I did some, I did like a paid acting gig. I don't know, but I want it to be 2%. And I think I have 2%. I think that's a pretty easy thing to hit. I would like 2% of my income to come from something on the side. I think if putting 2% of your effort into something else and uh, also assuming that I don't like just have a terrible year and just because of that, it whatever I make on the side becomes a higher... I don't want to think about it like that. Um, but I think 2% because it gives me a little... right. It gives me a reason. I get some skin in the game. That's a goal that I have, right? Not just to get 20 fans on Facebook for this podcast. It's like, no, I want to... I want to make my way towards being able to sustain myself with something that, that, uh, you know, something I start up on my own. So anyway, 2%. And then, uh, finally in terms of mental wealth, um, I don't, I'm not a big reader of books. I gotta say, uh, they say all the smart, wealthy people out there do it. Buffett, all he does is read, read, read all day long. I'm not a big reader, but I do think I can knock down a book a month. I could get down a solid dozen books. Uh, and I, I, Please, if you have a good book recommendation, if you've listened this far into the podcast, by the way, good God, congratulations. Um, 
if you can tell me a book that I should read this year, and I'll do a Facebook post about it too, uh, tell me because I'm looking for them now. I'm hungry. Uh, but I'm only going to, if I do 12, I'm going to be pretty impressed. I got to say. All right. 44 minutes looking pretty good. Love. Uh, so I'm, I'm in a relationship. I'd like that relationship to continue for the whole of 2018. So there you go. Not married, not planning on getting married in 2018. Uh, and, uh, that's all you can really say. I do, however, think that it would be important to, to put a benchmark out there for like, uh, you know, how many special occasions, things that I do. And, uh, not, not that I think that I have too few of them that I like need to make this benchmark to hit it, but I do think that just makes sense. And so I travel probably three days a week. She travels like three days a week. You just need to spend that quality time together because those three days don't line up a lot. I mean, sometimes we'll go a week or two and we just won't see each other that much just because of the schedule. So I want to set up like some pretty sweet ass date nights. I think that'd be cool. Uh, it's a thing to do. I, 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 we have done it in the past. I haven't done it as much as I should. I have a number here and the number is 25. I don't know if I can come up with 25. I can't come up with 2.5 good date ideas, none, much less 25, but, uh, I'm, that's something that I'm going to try really hard on. That's one, that's what one every two weeks. I could do that. I can do that. And maybe, you know, granted we'll have like a week of vacation here or there. It'll be tougher to pull it off, but maybe we'll just count that as a date thing. Cause we'll be doing it together. I, I don't know. I don't want to cheap out like that because I know that I can come up with 25 bomb ass ideas. There, there's plenty of great things to do in this area where I'm at, which is the mid Atlantic roughly. I've said Arlington, Virginia before. Let's call it DC. There's plenty of cool things to do here. So that's a resolution of mine. All right. Take her on dates. All right. You idiot. <laughs> um, and finally, uh, happiness. So this is sort of an amalgam, in my opinion, of the first three. But beyond that, I think there are a couple things that I can do. Uh, I'm very passionate about acting. I'm passionate about speaking. Um, if I knew that I could jump into it without failing and while being able to sustain myself via an income, I'd do it tomorrow. There's a lot of risk associated. and That's the whole point of this freaking show. But um, I want to find a way to act. And I think that what I'm going to start to do is I'm, I'm going to take YouTube seriously. I started to try and put podcasts on my personal YouTube channel. And I'm not kidding when I said I got less than 10 views. It's just not, first of all, I don't think it translated well because there was no actual video content. I was not using the platform correctly. But uh, I know that I could do something good in the acting world and I could put it on YouTube. I, I just think that's a good way to start. I'm not thinking about making an income out of it at this point. Not thinking about having a million followers, but I want to make, I want to do like comedic sketches. Like I think that, I think those are going to come around. I think you had Vine, which was like the whole six second hype and people making these really like overdone, like some cases good, some cases pretty terrible and cheesy, uh, corny comedy things. But now you have this like, I'm going into a little bit of a tangent here, but you go on YouTube and you have these people who are making these like relatively, when I say low production quality, I mean like it's like a point and shoot, right? There's like not angles. There's no special effects, anything like that going. Simple, funny concepts, a minute or less and a lot of times. Uh, and these people are starting to get some really serious following. And it's reminding me of what happened to Vine, except now it's like a little longer than six seconds. And uh, because it's just back to its roots. You're not just, you're not, you're not like showering something with like special effects and musical drops and all that crap. So I want to do some sketches on YouTube and I've put a, a benchmark of 10. Uh, and that's because I travel a ton. And it's going to be hard to like actually sit out and film something. So I think 10, I have I have a bunch of good ideas uh, ready to go. I think that's something that I can do reasonably on the side. 10 by the end of the year doesn't sound that bad. So I'm going to try that. I'm going to try to figure it out where I can find a speaking opportunity. 
because public speaking has been a thing for me forever and I love doing it and I want to find an opportunity to give a speech somewhere, to be a speaker in some capacity. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but it's just a resolution of mine. Before 1231, I will have some speech that I gave somewhere. Um, and in that, I want to find people that match my interests. So I spend a lot of time at work. I do a lot of work. I mean, the people that I know, most of the friends that I have, they're at work. I mean, that's not how you want to live, right? Because then what happens? Then you leave your job, right? Then something happens. Company goes belly up and mine won't. But like, you know, something like that. And you suddenly, all these people are going to start spreading out. And I'd like to find people around this area or just like in a community where we share similar interests. That could be something as simple as like Liverpool Football Club. It could be something as simple as like the Baltimore Ravens, like in Virginia. Uh, It could be people who love to do like acting and comedy sketches on the side, like people in this area. And they could be whatever. I'm sure I'm sure like people come out of college and like love to do that kind of stuff. Um, So I want to try to find people like that and like you know, people who are going to make my experience thing overall more wholesome and enjoyable just in life because something like sales and something like sticking in a nine to five can be very individually draining, especially if it's an individual activity. And, um, so I think that would just be good for like, well, happiness, which is what this is a part of. And then finally, sort of the last thing I have here is, um, is just to be grateful for progress. I said that in the beginning, it's like, you can't be grateful for everything, but, um, I do want to be able to like document this experience and be grateful at the end of the year for, hey, I did this, this, and this. I set these goals. I hit them. And hey, if by the end, I mean, look at all these goals. If I get to the end of the year and I've like dropped a little bit away, I look a little bit slimmer. Uh, I've read some books. I've made a little bit more change in my back pocket. I've done something on the side that has gotten me a little bit of, a little little bit of side, a little bit of side money and a little bit of side recognition. And, you know, that's a good year. That's a good year, you know? Um, So, that's what I'm going to look forward to, and um, with that, I think it's, I'm going to reintroduce the show just a little bit. So this is Today is Human. Today is Human is a show which is all about uh, documenting leaps of faith and jumps into passions, and I talk about people who go into the business world, into the arts world, into social activism, into charity, uh, in, in, into, into government work if that's what they want to do, um, into making their communities better, into making their uh, people around them better, into making themselves better and the recognition that comes with the ups and downs and in-betweens and the risks and adversities associated with going after what you want. I'm definitely going to be continuing to document those stories as somebody who uh, came out of Harvard with a fork in the road, a choice to go to a steady job with a steady rate of pay or to go after a passion and somebody who did not do it, who is now making this show as a way to document examples of people who did not take that path that he did. Um, I'm going to continue to do those interviews because it's incredibly important to me. It's a way to say, these people did it, you can do it. But also I want to use this show to to document my progress towards anything like this, to becoming a better person, to following these New Year's resolution goals, to like starting a YouTube career. And so I think in a way this will become a lot like an audio diary. And it's not going to be fully that. I mean, there will be episodes that are like it. They'll be like, Here, here, here's how the week went. Here's what I learned about like jumping into something. Like I'm going to, in the act, this is what I've learned. And I'll ask for advice and I'll take, I'll take responses and, you know, I'll bring people on the show who, who can not only speak to stories of great leaps of faith, but can also uh, just talk about aspects of like the psychology of making a change like this, who can talk about mental fortitude and mental toughness, who can talk about dealing with risks and adversity. Um, and I'm excited to have stories like that. 
I think it will make me a better interviewer. I think it will make me more relaxed because I will not fall into this like storyteller of like, okay, you had this background, you made this jump. How were the first six months? What's going on now? What's the step for the future? And then by the way, uh, one piece of advice uh, for people and then plug yourself. That was like, let's be honest, first year, that was like a lot of what I did. I'd like to change it a little bit and make the questions like more personal, cut, cut people off. Like, you know, say, oh, hey, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Or like, uh, you know, what would you say about this? Um, and, uh, and and try to switch up my style a little bit because I think it only benefits me and I think it benefits people who are like mentally stimulated by things like this. So anyway, very brief reintroduction, but that that is the show. Um, this year has been good, like I said. I think that 2018, I, I, I'm optimistic. I think it's going to be great. I'm going to try really hard to make this show as enjoyable for myself as possible because I don't want to burn out like I did basically twice this year. I don't want to end up hating this show. I don't want to end up being apathetic towards it. Um, I want to enjoy it. And I want to document it and I want you to hear it. And I want you to share your experiences with me. So uh, I'm going to start to sign the show off. There are a number of ways that you can get in contact. And as we go through the year, I would really appreciate it if you shared your stories, if you gave advice, if you just let me know that you're here. Uh, I'm on I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Today is human. You know where it is. I've talked about it a long time. Uh, I have an email address. Hello at todayishuman.com. Send me an email. Say, I got this great story. Hey, I got this piece of advice. Hey, I think your show sucks for XYZ reason. Whatever. Leave a review on iTunes. Say the same thing, but let other people see it. Uh, I think I'm going to try to write a little bit more in like terms of the blog posts that I do on the site too, just so that it's not like a landing page for a for a, a listening thing, like an HTML thing. Uh, but you, I mean, I've said it every single time. You know where I am. I'm going to reach out and try to be as active in this community as I can be. And I hope that uh, in the course of 2018, we... Um, you know, we learn together, we grow together, we, we have laughs, we have a good time, we we come out a little closer to the good life that I've just described. So, um, I, normally I get really like, all excited at the end of the day, hey, oh, have a great day, I'll keep daring, I'll see you later. I, you know what, I hope you all are having a good, happy new year. And I hope that you think long and hard about the resolutions that you have, and I hope that you just kick the shit out of them. I, I think I'm going to stop there. Um, it's been almost an hour. I've talked your ear off. This is a little more unedited. If you like the style, man, if you've gotten to 55 minutes, hold, I'm going to put you up for sainthood. Um, let me know what you thought about this format. Do you like this better? Do you like what I'm just talking? I'm just, I'll tell you what, I'm sitting in a bed. I'm just, I've got a microphone just up to my face and I'm sitting in a bed and I'm just, I'm just talking about life. So if you like this better, great. If you don't, great. I just, let me know either way. I don't want to just be like putting this out into the airwaves for nobody to hear. So I'll leave it there. I hope you have a great, uh, everybody's going to work tomorrow. Good luck. I'm there with you. All right. We'll get through it. 2018 is going to be great. All right. I'll check you guys. Uh, I'll check you guys the next time I do it. I got to, I got to do a lot of interviews, uh, for season three. I guess what is technically season three. I haven't done any of those interviews yet. So a lot of this stuff, these first couple episodes of January might be more just me, but, um, but I have a number that we'll do uh, starting, I think, February. Uh, hopefully, maybe a little bit later than that. And we'll do, we'll do, I think, roughly weekly interviews uh, still. Uh, we'll do great stories. I, I hope to have, you know, another 75 episodes. is going to be wild for 18. But I'll get you, at least I'll get you another 50, I think. And 
we'll be able to look back on 125 plus episodes and see where we've come. Anyway, now I've definitely talked to you off. 56 minutes. I'm signing off. Peace out. Like what you hear? Stay up to date with Tadare is Human by subscribing and following across social media. And until next time, keep daring.